The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code ROSS only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Finish Strong Friday presented, of course, by DraftKings. Love me some DraftKings. Love me Fridays. It's our last Picks Friday of the season. Kind of makes me a little bit sad. Remember, starting next week, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast will be three days a week, usually recorded Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings. But have no fear. You have a Ross Tucker Podcast Network show available every single day anyway because we record the college draft on Monday. So you can listen to that on Tuesday. We record the Even Money podcast on Tuesday, so you can listen to that on Tuesday or another day. We record Fantasy Feast on Wednesday, so you can listen to that on Friday or Saturday. So we still have – I am still personally hosting six shows a week. Andrew Brandt does the Business of Sports weekly. That makes seven. You still have awesome content from our network seven days a week. Speaking of awesome – You guys know, huge fan of all of you, uh, but especially those of you that go the extra mile in any little way. The winners. I want winners. I want people that want to win. I think all these contests are pretty easy to win. Spread the word winner is Jake Prusak. I think, I honestly can't remember. I picked him earlier in the week. I can't remember if Jake, I think Jake was a Facebook share. Jake, I think you were a Facebook share, either that or a quote tweet. Those are the things I feel like we probably get the most value out of, the quote tweets on Twitter or the Facebook shares. Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And then at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod on Twitter. The sponsor confirmation email winner, Steve Grover. Took advantage of the deal over Athletic Greens. Awesome, Steve. Love it. You deserve it. Steve Grover, Athletic Greens. Big fan of that product so far, by the way. And I'm a big fan of Steve taking advantage of our code, sending me the email, ross at rosstucker.com. Just like Jake, Steve, let me know what press pass you'd like. I've got a ton of awesome ones from this season. Maybe I'll detail them again next week. But I got a lot of awesome press passes that I can't wait to give out to you guys. What a cool collector's item 
for your man cave that nobody else knows that you know has. They don't have that. What is that? I've never even seen one of those. Yeah, it's a press pass. My boy Ross Tucker sent it to me. Boom. And then the YouTube shout-out, which has really been fun. I like doing these shout-outs for you guys, these cameo-style shout-outs, except you guys get them for free. Travis Metzler subscribed to YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, commented, talking about how much he likes the show. Well, Travis, we're glad you like the show, and we are also glad that you decided to comment. Speaking of glad, really glad to get Nick Mangold. How about seven-time Pro Bowler in his 11 years in the NFL as a center for the New York Jets, a fellow O-line brother? How about that back-to-back days? We got some big boys on, and Nick started a company, which I have a lot of respect for. It's not easy, and it's a barbecue sauce company, which is amazing. Can't wait to talk ball and a little barbecue sauce with Nick. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. As promised, uh, back-to-back days, by the way, having an offensive lineman on the show I love it. Today, it is 11-year veteran with the Jets, seven-time Pro Bowler, incredible sunglass wearer, Nick Mangold. Nick, I got to start with that. Tell me about these sunglasses. Um, So these were purchased over the summer. Um, My old sunglasses had just gotten so beat up. I was shocked with how little I could see Um, (laughs) and wanted to get something new. So I went online. I was just scrolling through, and I was like, this reminds me straight out of the 80s and had to pick them up right away. Uh, I've been rocking them since then. Dude, I love them. Um, I also love eating and I love barbecue sauce. I want. I got a bunch of football stuff for you, but I, I've heard you got a barbecue sauce. Tell me about this. I was going to ask you what yeah, you're doing so now. I guess you're making a barbecue sauce. Making a barbecue sauce. So this is my recipe from, you know, six, seven years ago. Um, and then when I got done playing, it was kind of one of those things, what, what do we want to do? And I'd uh, love to share um, the awesomeness that is everything in the world of barbecue. Uh, so we ran with it. So we have two sauces right now, the OG and the spicy. Um, and we're hoping to get two more out soon. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. It's been a heck of a learning process. Pandemic has definitely, um, you know, showed me the hardships quickly of a small branded uh, barbecue sauce. But uh, we're learning, we're getting better, and we're looking forward to uh, grill season coming up. Dude, I love it. I love that you're an entrepreneur. Um, I love that it's barbecue sauce. I, You know, I get sent a lot of barbecue sauce by listeners and people from all over. It, it is delicious. It's amazing. I need to have something like that that I sell on the show. Like, I have an audience. I tried to get somebody to make a beer for me, but they said it, it'd be problematic to try to sell beer, like, across state lines or whatever. That's probably not the best way to go. <laughs> no, and really, my fallback was when we first started out. I said the worst thing that happens is I'll just have a nice supply, so I don't have to keep making the the sauce in my kitchen every day. You know what's funny, Nick? So two things. One is um, I do actually get sent a bunch of different barbecue sauces, and I love them. Secondly, I'm a big mustard guy. I, I really like spicy mustard, and so I used to do a, a radio show with Ed McCaffrey. He sends me a lot of spicy mustard, and he's done really well with it. Like, it's like McCaffrey's mustard or something. I guess it's big in Denver and Colorado. Like, he does really well. I mean, there's there's definitely a market for it. Where are you guys 
available now and how can people get it? Yeah, so uh, we're actually really excited. We're, we started a new subscription service with MaxWarehouse.com. Um, they, it's monthly or whatever your preferred shipping is, and you just keep you set it and forget it, and you keep having barbecue sauce sent to you. So um, we get on Amazon. We're in the New York area. We're just trying to keep getting bigger and bigger. What's the name of it? Uh, so it's 74 BBQ, um, and we're sold. Uh, you can find the subscription service at MaxWarehouse.com. Love it. That's awesome. So I also, I want to know what else you're doing. Are you coaching football? Um, no, I was coaching peewees for a little bit. Um, and then this season uh, didn't work out so well. Uh, my help was, I guess, not needed. Um, so I had to take a year off and I'm hoping to get back in sixth grade, um, get these whippersnappers up to shape. That's awesome. Because uh, a couple of my buddies live in the same area as you. And they said one of these years that you were coaching, They it might've been two years ago. I don't know, but they mentioned that, that you were coaching. I think they said, uh, yeah, my kid's playing against Mangold's team or something like that. Yeah, it's fun. And it's neat too, because, um, you know, I really, I just wanted to help when I first started, got into it. Uh, it was probably like four years ago, which is like anywhere I can help, you know, and they're like, Oh, whatever you want to do. And so I picked defense, um, which was kind of fun. It was a little switch up for me. That's awesome, man. Uh, what What's the one? So I've, I have two daughters. I've coached softball, which I love. I have not coached football. Tell me the one thing about coaching football that I would be surprised about as a guy that played in the NFL or whatever. Um, I don't think you would be surprised by it, by it but it, what makes it amazing working with the young kids um, is seeing just the pure joy of playing the game. Um, being out on the field with their friends. Uh, and, and that's something, you know, when you go through college, you go through the NFL, you know, it, it gets very businesslike and you lose kind of that fun aspect a little bit. And to see these kids go out there just for the pure fun and sport of the game is pretty awesome to watch. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, I got to tell you, man, coaching my daughter's softball, it's been one of the best things I've ever done. I mean, it's, yeah, it's I don't know anything about softball, but I just cheer them on, and, I mean, just to see, like, when the girl that's, you know, struggling gets a hit finally, which was one of my daughters last year, like, <laughs> everybody erupted. It's just the smile on their faces when they do something good. It's incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, it, that's just – it's kind of – it's neat. That's, you know, everyone always says, you know, it's a thankless job coaching youth sports. But when you do get that uh, great reaction, uh, I think that's all the pain that you really need. So, Nick, uh, you started a hundred and was it a hundred and sixty-four games? That might even just be regular season. I ask any guy that played that long, that much, how how are you holding up so far orthopedically? Uh, pretty good. It's funny, you know. I, I was very fortunate not to have anything really major throughout the years, toward except for the last year. Um, but it's funny. I joke all the time with my kids, you know, I feel like I get injured more, um, just doing stuff around the house with them than I did in football. Um, and I, I blame, you know, you always have your ankles taped, you have your wrist tape and everything. Um, and now just going at it willy nilly, uh, I'm shocked at how little things turn into big things very quickly. How, um, how proud are you or how happy are you that you played your whole career with one team? Did that matter to you? Uh, yeah, it did. Um, and I'm very proud of that to have that mark, you know, it came down to, 
uh, when it was time to, to decide what I want to do with myself after the Jets uh, let me go, um, it was very important. It was like, you know what, I, I could go somewhere if I really wanted to, um, but I like the sound of being, you know, a Jet for life. And um, so that was something that meant a lot to me and, and kind of helped sway the decision of, of where I wanted to go in life. Um, and so it's, it's something I definitely, uh, definitely take great pride in. How close were you to playing somewhere else? Um, it was relatively close. You know, I, I never, I actually, I did have a contract in front of me, um, but I, I didn't never signed it. So it was close enough that I could have gone. Um, but it just, it wasn't the right time. I was, I was, I had had enough time with the family that I was enjoying that. Um, it was time to start a new chapter in my life. So did you play in back-to-back AFC championship games? That's right. Yes, uh, the Colts and then the Steelers. All right, so then I guess the first question is, because I never got further than the divisional round, what's it like waking up that day knowing if you win that game, we're going to the Super Bowl? Like, we win this game today, we're going to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, it, it was crazy. I never really had that feeling morning of. Um, at, looking back on it, you kind of got there. But after – the run in 09 was so improbable that I think we were all just happy to, to be where we were and, and we weren't taking anything for granted. Um, and then when we got back and we're playing Pittsburgh, we still had the taste of losing to the Colts in the AFC championship game. Um, so I knew, you know, nothing was guaranteed. So, um, you know, it was, it was awesome. Like being that close, like hearing, uh, you know, our player development guy flew down to I think one of the Super Bowls was going to be in Dallas. So he went down there to scout um, to try to figure out where the team would be and everything. So um, that was kind of kind of a surreal moment. Like, oh, man, we we are pretty close. Uh, we could be doing this. Do you think about it a lot? Does it bother you? Does it not? I mean, I, obviously, you're out at the Super Bowl right now while we're talking. Um is it a little bit bittersweet to be out there knowing how close you got to it? Um, yeah, it is. And uh, I was talking to um, – I was, I was talking to another former player. I can't remember who it was. Uh, yesterday, we were talking about Super Bowls, and uh, he had played in one and one um, and me never never making it. Uh, I was talking about it, and they're like, you know, do you ever feel like, like you've missed out? And I was very fortunate um, that the – game that we lost, the last AFC Championship, the Pittsburgh Steelers game, uh, my son ended up being born on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, so I kind of had this amazing extra gift that kind of took the sting out of, you know, seeing Pittsburgh playing in the Super Bowl. Um, and so after that, it was, it was more of a thing, like even if, even if I didn't get to the Super Bowl, which we didn't get a sniff at it for the rest of my career, uh, I always knew that I had that day where I was going to be watching the Super Bowl with my son. Dude, you you would have had a decision to make, man. I mean, would, have you thought about that? Bad. What would you have done? So we were talking with the, my wife's doctor, um, and he was prepared because my son actually ended up being a week early, so it was kind of a shock as it was. But he was prepared to fly down with her um, and just be at the ready. Uh, I think that would have been Dallas if need be. So the doctor was going to come with you guys to the Super Bowl and just be like, be like a long, like on call. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad on call trip, you know, to have to go to the Super Bowl. So I, I don't think it was any skin off his nose. Yeah, was that your idea? Or was the doctor like, hey, you know what we could do? 
Uh, I could just go with you guys to the Super Bowl, stay in the hotel, get tickets to the game, and just be right there just in case. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, you know, it'll work out great. Um, it was the concern of my wife. So, you know, she was worried. Like, what happens if I get to Dallas and uh, my water breaks? You know, what do I do? I don't have the person who's been taking care of me for the past nine months. Uh, so she was – she floated it, and he was receptive. So it, it, the plans were in place. Uh, two more, Nick. Jets organization, obviously, it's been a lot more losing than it has been winning. And I guess you don't really know any different. You never played anywhere else um, to really know what it's like other places. Do you think there's something about ownership or the organization that prevents the Jets from having more success or no? Yeah, and see, this is where I, you know, I enjoy that I have the Jet for Life um, designation but I would have liked to have gone to another organization and seen, you know, how it feels different and, you know, what that is. And it's, it's tough because uh, when, when we were having our bad spells, we had guys come in as free agents, you know, they would talk about, uh, all right, well, we need to change the culture. And like, well, you know, this is, what do you mean you change the culture? Like it's, we're all trying to win. Like culture is supposed to be winning. I don't, I don't really understand that. And so uh, it would have been neat to see, you know, maybe go to the Steelers or Green Bay and just see how those things work. Um, and, and, you know, is there anything different or is it just truly the coaches and players that make it all happen? Yeah, I mean, I, I played for five different teams, definitely different culture. I mean, I got traded once from the Patriots to the Browns. I mean, very, very different. I think the biggest thing, honestly, is just sort of the expectation. It, it's almost like, you went to Ohio State. It'd be like if you went to, um, I don't know, uh, Rutgers or something or Illinois. Like, it, there's just kind of a different expectation. Um, it's probably the best way I would describe it. Uh, my last question, I still see you doing commercials, dude. Like, you haven't played in a while. You're an O-lineman. Who is your marketing guy? Now, obviously, you were a much better player than I was, but still, dude, how are you getting commercials and stuff? That is amazing. Yeah, I don't know. These things um, just seem to, to fall in my lap. And like the most recent one that we did with Bud Light Seltzer, um, I get the call, and it was right before the 4th of July weekend. And it was like, hey, can you fly down to Georgia for a full day of filming for, this, for a Bud Light spot? And – uh, it was like, yeah, sure. And it had to be like end of June. Um, and he's like, it's all right. It's going to be the first or the second. So of August? And he goes, no, no, of, of July. You need to leave in two days. And I was like, so I'm traveling on the 4th of July weekend. Um, and we're doing this course. He goes, I think it's going to be worth it. And uh, I agreed. And we had a grand old time. And it, it, what was really neat uh, for that one, especially, was uh, the directors seemed to have more of a um, – kind of just an open air, all right, let's see where this takes us, uh, improv type thing. And she looked at me like I knew what I was doing. And I was like, lady, I'm not an actor. I don't have a, I don't have a clue what I'm doing here. She's like, no, you'll be fine. Just go with it. Um, so it ended up being, I mean, we've, we filmed for eight hours. And, uh, I mean, they have so much stuff on that cutting room floor. They could make commercials for the next 10 years. It's un- Everybody always says that. It's unbelievable how much they do. For like a 30-second commercial or whatever. You do a good job cracking your knuckles or whatever it is that you do. And that you got you got them all taped up. I love it. Um, 
Nick, really appreciate the time. Uh, anybody knows, uh, my listeners know I'm a big fan of small business and entrepreneurship and trying to start something on your own and trying to make it happen. Good luck with the barbecue sauce. Hit all my uh, hit all my listeners with it one more time so they can get some Nick Mangold barbecue sauce. Yeah, so it's 74 BBQ, um, and we're at maxwarehouse.com uh, for all your subscription needs, so that way you don't have to – uh, keep remembering to buy. It'll just show up at your doorstep. Um, and it's delicious. It's my own sauce. I made it up. It's not some company uh, that's paying me to put my name on it. Like it's, it's mine through and through. That's awesome. Nick, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. So Nick was obviously traveling out there at the Super Bowl, uh, which is very cool. Radio Row. I've done that a lot. Back-to-back years, I haven't done it. Maybe I will go out next year. I guess it depends on what's going on uh, with some of my different employers and what they want me to do. Here's what I know. If you are traveling, like I do a lot, or like Nick does, you absolutely need to use ExpressVPN. If you use the internet without ExpressVPN, it's like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. I mean, don't you want that stuff private? I don't know what you guys put in your bags. I'm not even going to go there. What kind of underwear? Well, whatever. Just the point is, is you wouldn't want everybody to be able to see that, right? When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers can see every single website you visit. They then sell this information. It's legal without your consent. The reason why you should use ExpressVPN, you can browse anonymously. It's easy to use. It works on all devices. And if you're traveling, hotels, airports, absolute no-brainer. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash Tucker today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Tucker. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash Tucker. Tuck's Takes. Hi, Ross. Good morning. The Hall of Fame class of 2022 was announced last night. And I'm guessing you're pretty happy because of Tony Baselli. Not only Tony Baselli. People that have seen me on Twitter, I know that's a lot of you, at Ross Tucker NFL, the last few years, you know the two guys that I have, I don't know if campaign's the right word, but that I've talked about the most, that I've felt the strongest about, Tony Baselli, Richard Seymour, and they both got in. You know, the, the import, I'll, I'll tell you the whole class, for those of you who didn't see it. Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Bryant Young, Cliff Branch was the veterans candidate, Art McNally contributor, Dick Vermeil coach, which is very cool. So here's what I would tell you. You know, it's kind of cool because I get a chance to play with or against a lot of these guys, right? Like I played against Bryant Young multiple times, played against Seymour a lot. I really think if you look at the finalists list, the Marcus Ware and Calvin Johnson and all these guys, Zach Thomas was an awesome football player, Willie Anderson. There, there's not a guy – on the finalist list that I say, 
He's definitely not a Hall of Famer. Oh, that guy doesn't deserve it. There's not one. There's not one that I think, no way is he a Hall of Famer. It's hard to get in. I think they are all deserving on some level. But these guys had all waited a while. Baselli, Butler, Mills, Seymour, Bryant Young. I mean, they had waited a long time for this opportunity, and they deserve it. I think I've talked a number of times about how I feel in particular about Baselli and Seymour. Baselli was the guy we all wanted to be. Seymour is the best defensive lineman I ever played against, but was in a system in New England that just didn't allow him to showcase that as much. But a tremendous, tremendous player, very deserving, really happy for him, happy for all these guys, in fact. So, yes, Bri, I am a happy camper, and now I'll have to look at it next year or for future years to see who I feel strongly about. But those are guys that I felt strongly about for years, so it does make me feel good, real good. Takes. Let's talk about some of the other awards last night. Any surprises? Rookie of the year, player of the year, Walter Payton, man of the year. By the way, that was pretty cool. I didn't get it. I fell asleep before the Walter Payton man of the year. Why was it cool? Just listening to Andrew Whitworth uh, and everything that he's done. I just didn't know much about him until until watching that and was thoroughly impressed. He is an awesome guy. I mean, first of all, he's a gigantic human being. Second of all, it's incredible that he's still playing. He's going to start in the Super Bowl as an offensive lineman at over 40 years of age is insane to me. Insane. Insanely impressive. And then what I love hearing is when they talk about what all of the Walter Payton Man of the Year candidates have done. I think sometimes we take that for granted. These guys don't need to do that stuff. They don't need to do that. They're, they're not obligated to do that. They do it because they understand the platform they have. They understand the impact that they can have. You can ask any of the teams I played for on Tuesday, the quote-unquote off day. I would say more than 50% of the time probably, Bri, I did. They, they usually would have almost once a week, they'd have some type of volunteer function on a Tuesday during the season. And I would say more than 50% of the time, and certainly more than I remember anybody else on any of the teams I played for, I would go. Because I just remembered what it was like to be a fan. I remember what it was like when I got to meet NFL players and how impactful it was to me. I, I guess I just thought it was part of the job, but it's not. So kudos to Whitworth as the, as the Walter Payton Man of the Year. That's an incredible, incredible honor that goes way beyond football. Honestly, Bri, I thought all these were really easy. Aaron Rodgers, MVP. I can think you can make an argument for Brady, but I'm fine with that. Cooper Cup, of course. TJ Watt, of course. Although it is pretty incredible that Micah Parsons got second as a rookie. Defensive Player of the Year voting. Although, you know what? Nobody really cares who got second. Jamar Chase, Micah Parsons. I pointed this out on Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL. That's just the latest evidence that both those guys opted out last year. So opting out certainly didn't hurt him at all. And in fact, 
that opt-out just reminds me that those guys absolutely, I mean absolutely, were good enough to be able to play in the NFL during that opt-out year. It's kind of silly that they couldn't. Joe Burrow, comeback player of the year, fine. Mike Vrabel, coach of the year, I agree with that one. What jumped out to me about that one, Rich Bisaccia got third. The Raiders had him. Now, listen, we don't know. Josh McDaniels might be a big upgrade over what we've got from Rich Bisaccia. That's certainly possible. But, you know, the only sample size we had for Bisaccia was really good. And the only sample size we have for McDaniels was really bad when we're talking about head coaches. It's interesting to me that the Raiders would trade a small, really good sample size for a small, really bad sample size. Or at least a little bit bigger, but still small, bad. So we shall see if it works out for the Raiders or not. Real quick, who was second in the voting in that category? LaFleur. Okay. Which I don't really agree with. I mean, I know they had injuries, but to me, if you have the MVP of the league, how, how great is the coach? I, I don't know. Ducks takes. All right. Last time for what? About seven months? I need a prediction from you for this weekend's game. It's the big one. You're going to make me cry, Bri. Don't make me cry. Um, I will say this, though. I always like to peel back the curtain for you guys a little bit. It is a little bit of mixed emotions for me this time of year. I know I'm going to miss football, but I also am glad of being free from the obligation of all the games I travel to, watching all the games. You know, I've got some trips planned. I've got some family time planned. I'll be going skiing and doing those type of things. You know, that that's that's a huge part of life too. I mean, that's the stuff that you do with your family that your kids remember forever. So I am thankful for that part of it. I should mention, speaking of family, um, I actually haven't done this yet. I'm going to do it as soon as we're done recording. I'm getting flowers from 1-800-Flowers for my mother-in-law, my wife's Oma, and my mom. You can get 24 assorted roses for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. It is a great last-minute deal. You know how I feel about it. Um, you know, my wife's grandmother passed away, um, and I am so glad, you know, within the last year, and I'm so glad that I sent her flowers every Valentine's Day and every Mother's Day, I think since 100 Flowers is a sponsor, and I'm doing the same for her Oma, who's 99 years old. 99 and a half, in fact. She turns 100 in June or July, to order 24 assorted roses for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for only $10 more, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code ROSS. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code ROSS. So, Bri, what I would tell you about the game, and I guess I've got a lot of things to say about the game, but I just think ultimately the Rams are a little bit better. And in particular, I think they're a little bit better up front on both sides of the ball. 
they do have several guys that have experience playing in the Super Bowl. I don't know how much that counts. I don't know how much of a difference that makes, but I think it's something. And I think that that will help the Rams. I think the combination of being better up front and having some Super Bowl experience, I think ultimately that will that will carry the day for the Rams. But I think it's a close game. I think it's an awesome game. I'm certainly hopeful of that. Those of you that listen or watch the Even Money podcast, you know I, I really like the Bengals and the points. I've been consistent with that for about two weeks. I do think the Bengals cover the spread. Would not be surprised at all if the Bengals win. And, you know, I think I've mentioned this before, but I'll say it again. I'll be so happy for guys like Andrew Whitworth, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, such a great player, Eric Weddle. I mean, Stafford, after everything in Detroit, Whitworth, you know, at 40, Weddle coming out of retirement, like fairy tales for all those guys. If they win the Super Bowl, that would be amazing. But I just think it would mean more to the city of Cincinnati, to those lifelong Bengals fans, than to the people of Los Angeles. I just do. So I'm kind of hopeful that the Bengals win. I don't really care that much. It doesn't affect my life either way. But I'm going to go 24-23. The L.A. Rams win the first Super Bowl in L.A. Rams history and the Bengals have another heartbreaking Super Bowl loss like they did back in one of the most vivid Super Bowls for me back in 88 when Joe Montana threw the ball to John Taylor what an awesome awesome ending other than that some shout outs are in order Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com SteakhouseSports.com. I'm sure they got something going for the Super Bowl. Can't wait to get on our schedule next week. You know, you guys know pro football never ends. Combine, free agency, it's all coming. And in the offseason, we get to get some different guests on, kind of like we've done this past month, uh, that makes for some really interesting, fun conversations. Other than that, have an awesome weekend. Enjoy the last game. Hopefully when I post my beer, you guys can reply back. Hopefully when I post my food, you guys can reply back. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 